Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace, your host. This is my podcast, and today... I am absolutely fucking roasting. (laughs) I'm not going to mince my words. It is like a sweat fest at the moment in the UK. The weather is fabulous. Now, I'm not complaining because I love the hot weather. I absolutely love the hot weather. I used to live in Florida. I love going on holiday. I absolutely crave vitamin D. Um, But yeah, we don't have the houses uh, to have it this warm in in Britain. We really, really don't. We don't have any built-in air conditioning. Um, so at night, it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit like a sweat fest. It's a bit like being in a nightclub with poor air conditioning. That's It's honestly, it's so bad at night in the UK. Whereas if you're on holiday, for example, maybe in the Mediterranean or say, for example, like America, you will get air conditioning. You can get, you, actually, do you know what? You, the super rich in the UK have air conditioning in their houses or if you're living in like a fancy apartment block. But it's not something that uh, that you have like on a standard brick house. It's not something you go, oh, do you have good AC? No, you're more asked about the central heating that keeps you warm in the winter months, not necessarily air conditioning. What we tend to do in the UK is open a window. (laughs) That's what you have. This is the general sort of um, method or rule of thumb. This is one of my favourite expressions. I don't know what the fuck it means, but I love it. Rule of thumb. Yes, let's do that. So yeah, this is the way it goes. In the winter, you put an extra layer on. In the summer, you open the window. It's quite old school and I actually really like it. Now, I have to explain, do you know what? I've got a massive surge of listeners that are listening outside of the UK. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm just going to welcome you off as well. So I'm really conscious that there's certain things that I need to explain a little bit more in detail if you weren't born here. All right. So I live in the north of the UK. Now that gets a lot of stick. Uh, for the weather. the weather, Living in the north, people go, oh, it's freezing up north, isn't it? Oh, it's really cold up north. No, it's not. Or this is one expression that actually pisses me off when people say, oh, it's grim up north, isn't it? Uh, no. Now that is, that, honestly, that's absolute bullshit. I've lived all over the UK and I've decided to stay in the north of England because it's that cool. And yeah, we've made it our home. It's fantastic. So when it's warm in the UK, I would like to add it's the best time of year. It is. Summer months in Bryn are amazing. Now, I know that it's not like crazy ass hot. My sister lives in Brisbane uh, in Australia. Well, she lives north of Brisbane. 
in Bundaberg. Now, when they have their hot weather, that's insanely hot. Like, in fact, at the moment, they're in their winter and it's probably about as hot as hot summer is and the kids are complaining that they're too cold. <laughs> And my brother lives in Florida and I used to live in Florida. And yeah, that is just, that's a really, that's, a, that's an amazing heat as well, to be fair. Do you know what I love though about living in Florida is that it would piss it down with rain halfway through the day. Um, and then within sort of half an hour, the sun would come out and you'd be dry. You were never bothered about getting soaking wet in the rain in Florida. It was just like, oh, it's raining. You weren't asked about your makeup, about your hair, nothing. Because you knew for a fact that you were going to be bone dry. Uh, within about half an hour and it's crazy because when it pisses it down in the UK it's like game over you in fact sometimes you could even just want to go home that's it I'm going home my hair's fucked and my makeup looks the mess look at the state of my fucking mascara but yeah it's a strange one isn't it anyway like I was saying at the moment it's really nice and warm in the UK uh, but sleeping is near on impossible so at night we sleep with the windows open but we've moved out to the countryside in the past few years and it's it's quite, should we say, it's like a nature programme. It's quite loud at night, not with any traffic, nothing like that. We have an owl that lives at the back of our house. Uh, I've decided to call her Carol. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but Carol is a noisy bitch. <laughs> Actually... I have seen Carol a couple of times and she is incredible. I don't know if you've ever seen an owl before, but she is gorgeous. Like, I mean, seriously, she's absolutely stunning. She's a barn owl. So Carol lives at the back of us. Um, I don't know where her house is, but she sits on a bloody fence post every night. And when we first moved here, it was, again, hot in the summer and Scott and I, windows wide open. And the next minute, Carol pipes up. Scott went, what the fuck is that? I went, oh, we have an owl. Amazing. He went, oh, trust you to get excited <laughs> me lovely nature <laughs> but yeah she's noisy on top of that we've got foxes so we've actually got foxes living at the back as well now they don't bother me but have you ever heard foxes screaming in the night oh my god it's like it's like a kid it's like a baby it's like kids but like a baby it's like it's the most actually terrifying noise if you've ever heard fox cubs and foxes screaming. It is, it's almost like a bloody horror movie. It scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, cause like I grew up in the middle of nowhere, right? Um, and, but once you kind of get used to it, it's like cows. If you've ever heard cows in the middle of the night, yeah, they sound like they're in pain. They scare the shit out of me. It's like, what the hell is that? But we don't have cows near us. We just have Carol, the foxes and the cats. I've mentioned the cats before fighting at night. But yeah, the cats are badass. It's like... Well, they're full on. But actually, after watching a documentary on how cats actually have sex, I do not blame those female cats for screaming bloody murder in the night because that is brutal. (laughs) I'm not actually going to go into it in detail. You may need to get on Google to find out a little bit more about that. Okay, so yeah, windows are open at the moment in the night because it's just so bloody hot. Or you get a fan. Now, we've had massive arguments in the bedroom at night um, for all the wrong reasons about this fucking fan. So we've got one of those big... What's it called? It's like a big circle thing. It's a Dyson, a big Dyson circle thing. But we actually named it Scott's friend. We're like, Scott, do you want your friend? It's in the garage at the moment where my bike is because it's so bloody hot to exercise. So it's in the garage at the minute. But Scott will sleep with the fan literally blowing straight on him. Now, of course, I'm, I'm lying next to him. And there's nothing worse than having this thing blowing us. Like, 
it's awful it's absolutely awful but he can sleep with it directly on him so yeah the fan actually um after quite a bad argument the fan is broken now (laughs) it does work but i've had to like parcel tape it back together but Scott's friend's now in the garage because of this this argument because of this fucking fan. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually not that bad. It's just what makes it worse at sleeping at night is the fact that I um I uh, what's how can I explain this without sounding right? Okay, let me, I'm just going to be dead blunt. I think we know that. If you've listened to more than one podcast at the moment, you'll understand that I don't really mince my words. Okay, here goes. My husband is like sleeping with a boiler. He is so hot at night that it can get unbearable. So we have to have the windows open anyway because he's so hot. Well, because I'm so hot. But then sleeping next to something that's almost practically nuclear. I mean, I'm not joking. Scott is so hot in an evening that you could almost fry an egg on his ass. He's on fire. Now, it does have its advantages because when it's bloody freezing in the winter months, oh, it's like having your own electric blanket lying next to you it's fabulous and I was like "Mm, put my feet oh do you know what I love that you know when you can put your feet on him oh nice and warm if you're if you're somebody who's got a partner who's nice and warm in bed at night oh it's the best feeling isn't it if they let you it depends what mood Scott's in to be honest before I can actually put my feet on him I usually get get your fucking Shrek feet off me or if he's feeling a little bit should we say romantic he'll go all right put your feet on me then (laughs) It's like, well, thank you. But yeah, in the summer, it's unbearable to sleep with him. And if you sleep too close to him, he's that hot, you can almost wake up in the middle of the night thinking that you've pissed your bed. Seriously, it's that bad. It's that bad. It's almost like, fucking hell, I'm soaking. I'm abs-. And then you feel the sheet and it's like, oh my God. And the the most embarrassing thing is you check. I'm checking, I'm checking my crutch to make sure I've actually not pissed myself. I'm a grown woman, for fuck's sake. I'm nearly 44 years old and I'm checking that I've not pissed the bed. So, yeah, it's um, it's not great light. In fact, you know what? Next time I think I'm going to check that he's not pissed the bed and pissed all over me. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. You, oh, do you know what? Saying that, have you ever... Um, have you got a, have you got a car with a heat? Not everybody has a heated seat in the car, and I get that. But surely at some point you must have experienced the luxury of having a heated seat in a car. Now it's not for everyone, believe me. But I do like a car with a heated seat, and if I can get a car with a heated seat, yes, I'll have that one. Because in the winter I do like a warm bum. Okay, but this is dangerous because sometimes. If you've not been very sort of careful with the buttons of your heated seat, you can accidentally turn it on in the summer months. And if you've got leather and you've got a heated seat on and you're wearing cotton pants, yeah, you do feel like you've pissed yourself. And there's nothing more embarrassing than driving and then getting to your destination, parking up like, actually why the hell we touch up I actually even do touch my crutch why I feel the need to do that I don't know but then you've got to get out with a piss sweat ass and if you're wearing like linen pants it does look like you've pissed yourself so you find yourself wafting your trousers or your skirt or whatever you've got on just to try and make it look as though you've not had a little accident on the way to the shops it is horrendous heated seats are great but yeah it, it can be a little bit of a danger zone there i guarantee that you've probably you've probably touched your crutch as well just to check you've not pissed yourself in the car <laughs> What a conversation. This was not my intention to go down this route, by the way. But hell, you know what? I'm enjoying myself. 
Sleeping naked. This is one thing I have to talk about, right? Because this is one thing I can't do. Uh, and there's a lot of people up there, oh, sleep naked, Sally. What are you moaning about? Get your kids off, sleep naked. No, no, no. I can't sleep naked. This is not for me. I like to have my knickers on. Now, Scott sleeps naked. He doesn't give a shit, but naked. He's not the slightest bit bothered. I don't know why I need to keep my knickers on, but I feel that I have to. I don't know why. I don't know. I feel like I'm the mature adult and if something happens, I'm the one that's got to get up in the middle of the night. Well, to be fair, I normally pee in the middle of the night anyway. And then I have to go and check on the baby. And then, oh, we've got a Jack Russell who's, she's not lost it, but she gets up and the honey can wake up in the middle of the night about three, four o'clock thinking that she needs a wee and she's already weed before she's gone to bed so you find yourself stood at the back door going go on honey have a wee have a wee and then she stands in the garden and god bless her i adore honey right she's 13 now she looks at you as if to say no mother i think i had a piss didn't i earlier it's like yeah you did come in baby it's like that get her back in lock the doors go back upstairs grateful you've got your knickers on still <laughs> otherwise there'd probably be a bit too much fresh air wafting between the crutch uh, overshare i'm not going to go any further than that but yeah i have to sleep with my knickers on usually it's my knickers in a vest i can't do pajamas even in the winter months i can't do pajamas um i find myself feeling claustrophobic in pajamas and then it, I wriggle so much, I feel like I'm in a straitjacket. Nighties I don't do either. Now, for those of you who are thinking what a nightie is, it's a nightgown or a nightdress, often rolled up in the 1960s for pleasure. <laughs> hey, do you know what, though? My mum, bless her, Sandra, did buy me a couple of nighties for when I had Roman. And I went, oh, mum, what the fuck are you buying me nighties for? And she went, you'll be grateful you've had these. And she only bought me, like, little cheapy ones that I could bin. And to be fair, they did get binned. But... Actually, they were ideal because of I had an emergency C-section. So, yeah, that's the only time I ever wore a nightie was when I was in hospital uh, for when I had Roman. But how do people sleep in negligees? That's something I've never understood. You know, like those silky little teddy numbers and like silky tops and silky knickers. I'd be fucking slipping out of the bed. That is not for me. And they'd ride right up my crutch. I couldn't. No, no, that's not for me at all. Yeah, knickers, vest and always bed socks. Sometimes even in the summer months, bed socks because, oh God, my feet really are like Shrek feet. They're not sexy at all. So I often moisturize. This is true. I don't know if you do this as well. I often moisturize my feet at night and put a pair of socks on to go to bed with. And this is another one. If you ever have a cold um, or you're feeling a bit run down, put Vicks on the bottom of your feet. Vicks Vapor Rub. Stick it on the bottom of your feet. Stick some socks on. Get yourself to bed. Honestly, it absolutely works a treat. So uh, you can thank me for that one a little bit later on. Do you know what? Whilst I'm sat here, I'm looking at Roman's screen. I've got his baby monitor with me and it's got the temperature in the top corner and it is 27 degrees in his bedroom tonight. That is roasting. Poor little dude. Well, to be fair, he's not got a duvet on him anyway. Um, he's just got like a very thin little blanket and he's actually kicked that off and he's got his, he sleeps like me. He's got his leg out of the bed. Uh, which is exactly how I sleep. I've always slept with like a leg out. Even in, even in the, like, when it's a bit colder, I always have my big duvet on and then I've still got to stick a leg out. And I don't know why. In the summer months, usually it's two legs. But I'm just looking at him now as he's lying there and he's got one leg hanging out and he's got his little blanket on his body and then just his leg hanging out of the bed. <laughs> so cute. I've taken his duvet off his bed. It's just too much for him. Way too much for him. There's a, there's a lot of people who have seasonal duvets, isn't there? Oh, do you know what? Right. I've realised over the years that a duvet is a very British thing. 
Um, in America, you have like a comforter. In another parts of Europe, it's like a sheet and a blanket. So a duvet is like a big, thick blanket and you get a duvet cover and you change your duvet cover and you can actually have a thicker duvet for the winter months and then you can even have a, a thinner duvet. I believe it's called a tog. So you can have like a, a four tog for the summer months and then go up to a 13 for the winter months or... Uh, uh, this ingenious invention, which I've only discovered recently, I genuinely did not know that you could do this. Apparently, you can get a duvet that together it's like a 13 tog and then take it apart. And then you've got like a nine and a three or a, sorry, nine and a four or a three or a whatever it is. And you've got two duvets in one. I mean, bloody hell, that's amazing. <laughs> Who knew, hey? But yeah, we've not, we don't have a, um, we don't have a big duvet on this bed and I don't need a big duvet on this bed because I actually sleep with an immersion heater anyway so Scott keeps me quite warm but um I'm thinking of getting a new duvet anyway to be fair I I, I love duck down duvets or goose down duvets I love feathers I absolutely love feathers and Scott has allergies right and we I mean god we celebrated our for our wedding anniversary just this week we've been married for eight years but we've been together for 14 years oh it's a challenge oh, do you know what we we're he's my best friend I mean come on seriously he's my best friend so we take the piss out of each other but yeah we obviously wouldn't be without each other but he has he's always had really bad allergies so I try to eliminate right okay maybe it's the feathers in the duvet maybe it's the feathers in the pillow and all this stuff and all this shit and everything anyway I being the good wife that I am, sacrificed the feather duvet and said, maybe it's the duvet, babe, that's making you sneeze all the time. So got rid of the duvet, but I couldn't get rid of my feather pillow. Like I literally love having a feather pillow. And then one night by accident, he actually, we I don't know what happened, but we swapped sides of the bed. He slept on my feather pillow. There's nothing wrong with him. So he's actually got a dust, a dust allergy. It's like, I mean, that's not great for a builder, is it? And it also makes me sound like a mucky bitch as well. Like my house is filthy, <laughs> but it isn't. I can promise you, please. <laughs> People will be coming round and then running their finger along the windowsill. <laughs> oh, look at that. She's right. Dirty cow. Um, but yeah, so I'm go I'm go I'm gonna go and get a um a new duvet, a nice new feather duvet. That's what I really want. But not yet. It's too too bloody hot at the moment. Jesus Christ, we've just got a sheet on the bed at the minute. One sheet. <laughs> That's all we need on our bed anyway. I'll tell you something that I have um I've always done and it's something actually that my mum uh, has always done and it's a it's actually one of the probably the better pieces of advice that my mum did give me as a child and that is iron your bed sheets now not everybody wants to do that and I totally get it but I honestly can promise you there's nothing better than an ironed like a whole ironed bed so like once you've washed all your bed and you've ironed it all and then you actually put it all on freshly it's honestly it's the nicest night's sleep ever now I totally get that it's not everybody's cup of tea but it is honestly the loveliest thing ever and that is the one thing that Sandra did always do when we were kids is that we always had ironed fresh ironed bed sheets and it was amazing now my mum did give me a lot of shit advice I would like to add that oh do you know what I mentioned this before actually on another episode and a, a girl called Katie's reached out to me, reach out, reach out. Um, and she said to me that her mum, I think, I think I'd mentioned Sandra's shit advice. That's it. 
when I went for a job interview, this is my mum's advice when I was going, right, I'm going for a job interview, mum. My mum's advice, instead of you've got it, don't you, you know, d- don't worry, you own it, it's all yours, uh, be confident, you're a ball breaker, um, blah, 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 blah. No, my mum's advice was, oh, well, make sure that you don't swear and you've got your lipstick on. <laughs> that was it from Sandra. <laughs> Thanks, Mum, I will. Um, And Katie's messaged and she's been listening to the podcast and she said, listening to your mum's shit advice, she said, my mum told me when I was going into the hospital to have that, like she was was pregnant, she was going into labour, she said, make sure you take your makeup in your overnight bag so you look good for your first pictures. (laughs) I honestly love mum's advice. I think it's amazing because it's generational, isn't it? It's probably a little bit outdated, you know, and it's actually, it's, you've got to laugh at it. Honestly, Sandra's shit advice has uh, really not done me any good or helped me in any way over the years, but it's given me a bloody good laugh. And you know what? I pulled her up on it as well. I took a car shopping. Mum needs a new car. Mum and dad need a new car. So I took them car shopping last week and made sure she sat in every car, made sure she can get in and out. Because, I mean, God, you know, Sandra's bionic. She's had two bloody kneecaps done and then a back's knackered as well. And she's still going. And so I said, right, Mum, you've got to get a car that you can get in and out of. So I took a car shopping. And whilst we were out, we went for something to eat, me, her and Dad. And I said, Mum, do you know what your advice has been shit over the years? I beg you, I, it has not. And I said, right, OK, come on, Mum, what is one bit of good advice that you've given me? And she went, uh, I went, all right, do you want me to tell you? Here you go. So you told me never to trust a man with beards, never to, tr- never to trust a man with a beard. She went, we don't, don't trust a man with a beard. I went, I'm fucking married one. <laughs> Married a man with a beard, mum. Oh, right. I went, mum, when you also told me never trust a man with grey shoes, she went, did I? I said, yeah, where does that come from? She went, well, I don't like grey shoes and they're a bit boring, aren't they? So, you know, if you want to trust somebody with grey shoes, they might be a boring bastard. (laughs) Don't trust them. I can't breathe. Don't trust the man with grey shoes because they might be a boring bastard. That's what it is. And then I said to her, Mum, your advice is shit. And honestly, it was so funny. She couldn't stop laughing. She went, don't forget this one that I told you, Sal. Listen, do you remember this one, Sal? (laughs) Never trust someone with thin lips. And I said to her, Mum, where does this come? Why do you not have to trust these people? Everything's to do with trusting someone. I went, why is it don't trust them with thin lips? Well, they don't don't look right, do they? (laughs) And it'd be awful to kiss. <laughs> I can't be quiet. The baby's asleep. But honestly, I was in absolute fits with her this week. I couldn't start laughing at her. Don't ever trust somebody with grey shoes. Don't ever trust someone with thin lips. I mean, I, my mum's world must just be fucking amazing. So I, I just love her. She's absolutely fucking bonkers, but she's my mum and I absolutely love her. Her advice is shit. But yeah. <laughs> That's clearly on a different level, isn't it? Okay, if you have a mum who gives you shit advice and you think that it's actually worse than the advice that my mum has given me, then I really want you
want to hear from you. Seriously, reach out, reach out, reach out. Find me on Instagram at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Facebook as well at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I want to know if your mum's shit advice can beat Sandra's shit advice that she clearly shared with me thinking it was pearls of wisdom all those wonderful years ago. Right, that's it for me today. If you are on social media, make sure that you do reach out. Give us a follow. I've already, I'll put these in the show notes anyway, but like I said, it's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum on Facebook, on Instagram. And now I'm getting a little bit more familiar with TikTok as well. And whatever platform you're listening on, I would genuinely appreciate a five-star rating if you're on Spotify and if you're on Apple as well. Uh, Please do share it. I'm trying to get it out there to as many people as I can do. And on Apple, you can actually leave a review. Um, So some wonderful words would be um, wonderfully appreciated as well. No advice. Thanks very much. Clearly, I I have an awful lot of advice from Sandra and it's done me well so far in these years. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope that you come back for more as well. Right. Have a very sweaty, (laughs) well, it is in the UK at the moment, a very sweaty and soiled, wonderful week. Take care and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.